How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. That's what you're going to hear Sunday, 3 p.m., Of the two championship games, that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. Baltimore and Kansas City in Baltimore. San Francisco, Detroit will be a good one. But seeing Mahomes and the best team of the last five years go into M&T Bank to play the best team of this season, I think it's as much a must-watch game as we've seen this particular weekend in years, maybe maybe that year Brady took the Buccaneers into Lambeau to face Rodgers in the NFC title game. But I think this Ravens-Chiefs game has built during the week, Denton, into the most anticipated of the two by far and one of the most anticipated championship games in several years. Uh, good morning, everybody. Baltimore, by the way, will host the AFC Championship game for the first time since 1970. As much success as they had as the Colts, specifically in the 70s, and then as the Ravens, uh, they haven't hosted an AFC Championship game since 1970. San Francisco, meantime, will be hosting its 11th NFC title game that ties Pittsburgh for the most in NFL history. Uh, Pittsburgh's got 11 uh, games uh, at either Three Rivers or Heinz in the AFC title game. San Francisco, either at Candlestick or in Santa Clara. Uh, 11 NFC title games they've hosted. Washington's hosted five. Um, In the NFC East, the Eagles have hosted six NFC title games. Dallas and Washington each have hosted five. NFC Championship games. The Giants have only hosted two NFC Championship games. They beat Washington uh, in the 86 season, and then the year they lost to the Ravens in the Super Bowl, they hosted Minnesota in the NFC uh, title game. Um, Anyway, two guests on the show today. 
Uh, the first one I'm really looking forward to. Bernie Smilovitz, for, for those of you of a certain age, was a very popular sportscaster in town back in the 80s. He left Washington in the mid-80s to go to Detroit, and he's been there ever since. Been in Detroit for 37 years on the air as the sports director and a sportscaster in town has become a Detroit legend, really, as a sports broadcaster. Bernie's going to be on the show with us coming up at 10 35. Uh, we will talk to Bernie about the Lions, about his days here in D.C. Um, uh, those of you that remember Bernie, uh, tune in for that because uh, he is a personality. And look, I mean, the Lions, he was in Detroit when they last were in the NFC title game against Washington. Ben Standig, as always, at noon uh, with us. We'll preview both championship games and pick them uh, smell test picks later on in the show as well. But I think we really have to start with Bill Belichick not getting the Atlanta job. First of all, Raheem Morris, by all accounts, is one of the best and brightest in the game. And there are so many people so happy today that he's getting a shot to be the Atlanta head coach. A lot of people who coached or were a part of this organization are thrilled uh, about Raheem Morris getting this opportunity. Raheem Morris was here uh, from 2012 to 2014 as the defensive backs coach. Uh, he coached, by the way, with Jay Gruden and John Gruden in Tampa. Uh, in fact, Jay Gruden and Raheem Morris were very close. Raheem came to work for Mike Shanahan in Washington, but stayed to be a part of Jay's staff in 2014. Um, so there are a lot of connections, obviously, with Raheem Morris and this particular franchise. I think most of you know this will not be his first go-round as a head coach. He was a head coach in Tampa for three years, 2009 through 2011. Uh, did not do well as a head coach there. They were 17 and 31. He got the interim gig in 2020 in Atlanta, where he is now. Um, I don't really count that as a, as a head coaching stint. They went four and seven. Uh, in that particular season. Uh, but there are a lot of people really thrilled that Raheem Morris is getting this opportunity. There are a lot of people, a lot of players and coaches, especially in the league, that have been big believers of Raheem Morris over the years. And the opportunity that he got back in 2009 at Tampa, they felt like wasn't the nece necessarily the best opportunity uh, for him when he was there. Uh, he's been an outstanding uh, assistant uh, coach, an outstanding defensive coordinator here over the last few years for Sean McVay in Los Angeles, and now he will be Atlanta's new head coach. But the story is really Bill Belichick not getting that job, and really Bill Belichick not getting any job in this hiring cycle. Now, there are a lot of rumors flying around out there about Andy Reid and the Chiefs job, that if Andy Reid wins it, he might retire, and even if he doesn't, he might retire. There have been, throughout Andy Reid's life, as many of you know who have followed the Andy Reid story, there have been many tragedies uh, in his family. Um, and there may be you know, compelling reasons now for Andy Reid to finally step away. 
And there's been actual conversation, including on some of the ESPN talk shows, about Bill Belichick potentially replacing Andy Reid at the end of this season. That blows me away. Like, Bill Belichick doesn't replace a legend. He is the legend. Uh, He's not Barry Switzer replacing Jimmy Johnson. I can't imagine that Belichick would take the Kansas City job if it opens up. But maybe he will. Um, He's not going to get the Washington job. I think we all understand that. He's never been a guy that's uh, been a requested interview by Josh Harris and now the combination of Josh Harris, the search committee, and Adam Peters. Uh, And in Seattle, he hasn't been interviewed there either. Could Seattle change their direction and go after Belichick, perhaps, um, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. I'm I'm very surprised. I'm very surprised that we may get through this hiring cycle and both Belichick and Vrabel, uh, the two two of the three proven guys. You know, Dan Quinn is somewhat proven as a head coach, um, but beyond that. The three guys that have been really long-time proven NFL coaches and coaches in general, Harbaugh, Belichick, and Vrabel. And Harbaugh may be the only one that ends up getting hired as teams have foregone that kind of experience, that kind of guarantee of having you know an absolute excellent coach walking into your building for more of an NFL unknown. You know, when you hire a coordinator, you, you're getting a bit of an unknown. You know, right now the jobs, uh, you know, have been filled. Dave Canales got the Carolina job. Uh, by the way, that takes Ben Johnson out of the running for that. Not that I would I would suggest that he was ever legitimately in the running for that, but he has not been a target for Seattle, which really makes Washington the Ben Johnson destination. It doesn't seem like they're competing with anybody now for Ben Johnson, even though Ben Johnson was the hottest name among all of the coordinators. Harbaugh to the Chargers, Callahan to the Titans, Antonio Pierce staying in in Vegas, uh, Mayo with the Patriots, Uh, and it looks like the music's going to stop and all the chairs are going to be filled and Belichick and Vrabel may be on the outside looking in. So why is this? I can't explain the Vrabel. That doesn't make any sense to me. I think he's been an easy top 10 coach in the NFL during his time in Tennessee and a very innovative uh, coach as well at Tennessee. Um, The Belichick thing is perhaps a little bit easier to understand. And it essentially goes like this. You've got a guy that felt going into this process that he was interviewing the teams, that he wasn't being interviewed. He was interviewing them to see if they were acceptable for him to take that job. And in that world of alpha males, Arthur Blank and everybody else within the Atlanta organization, it's very possible that they didn't view the interview process that way. The second part of it is is that Bill Belichick may have required more control than anybody was willing to give him. You know, Bill Belichick, the general manager, 
the roster construction guy is the guy that's let down Bill Belichick, the coach, since Tom Brady left more than anything else. And perhaps Arthur Blank and the front office in Atlanta and other places, that was a non-starter. We'll find out at some point, ultimately, why it fell apart. Um, Raheem Morris is the beneficiary and a deserving beneficiary for sure. But I do think that from last week through the weekend, even until maybe the very early portion of this week, it certainly seemed like it was Bill Belichick to Atlanta, Harbaugh to the Chargers, and maybe Vrabel would be the only one that got left out. But now the all-time greatest winner as a head coach may be after parting ways with New England, thinking that there would be plenty of opportunity. He may have to wait until next year, or perhaps he's done. I understand the idea of certain teams that are a ways away from winning, like Washington, at least you know perception-wise, looking at the roster, looking at what they will likely be doing at quarterback. You know, starting a rookie uh, drafted very highly, more likely than not in 2024. You know, a team in Carolina that will have a second-year quarterback, uh, and perhaps Belichick would never work for a guy like Tepper anyway. Um, and some of the other opportunities that were out there uh, maybe weren't even possibilities for Belichick or even the teams because they're looking for something that's potentially more long-term than a three-year fix, you know, getting Bill to 75 and then having him break the record and then retiring. Um, But I am definitely surprised. I know some of you aren't. Some of you from the jump didn't want to have anything to do with Bill Belichick in Washington. Um, And it turns out that, you know, Atlanta, which has a better roster than Washington, still doesn't have the answer at quarterback. They apparently don't want him either. Uh, we'll learn more. Denton, I, I, you know, I think in the last day or two, we started to get a sense, all of us as NFL fans, that this was a possibility, that it may not work out for him in Atlanta. But there's no chance three weeks ago anybody would have said, that by the time we get done with this hiring cycle, Bill Belichick still going to be is going to be unemployed as a head coach. I, I am I am surprised by it, but like when it had been kind of a week and he had only interviewed in one spot, I knew I knew something was up here because a guy like him, like I'm surprised Vrabel hasn't interviewed more places. But these guys usually interview multiple spots. When it was Atlanta or bust, just kind of having a, a slight understanding of how Arthur Blank is maybe one of the more egotistical owners in the NFL, I figured it was going to be a little bit of an issue. Arthur Blank, at various times during his time in Atlanta, has tried to hire big-name coaches, you know, legendary coaches. Joe Gibbs, he tried to talk into taking the Atlanta job. Bill Parcells, and now Belichick. And, you know, it was more described with the former uh, in Gibbs and Parcells, that ultimately he didn't woo them, that they didn't want to go work for him. With Belichick, this appears to have been an Atlanta decision. So Belichick, you know, still 15 wins away from passing Don Shula, 
You know, Belichick's at 333, Shula's at 347. He turns 72 in April. Um, is it possible that he doesn't coach in 2024, but then coaches in 2025? Sure. But he'll be 73 at that point. He'll be a year out of the game. Uh, it's very possible that he is done. Uh, which, again, maybe the last couple of days, this isn't you know a massive shocker, but there's no way. Even for those of you who were like, I don't want him here, there's no way you would have predicted that he would have been shut out from this hiring cycle. I don't think um, he's done, though. Do you really think he's done if he doesn't get a job this year? I would imagine that there's someone that thinks they're close enough to being a coach away is going to fire somebody this upcoming season, and then he would slide in there. Look, there was conversation when it became, you know, somewhat of a given that he wasn't going to be in New England anymore, that in this offseason, some teams would actually fire their coaches, no matter how successful they were, to bring in Belichick for 24. I mean, it was like, oh, my God, he's available. The GOAT is available. There were teams... I mean, there was a certainly thought after Dallas lost to Green Bay about Belichick potentially to Dallas. After Philly got run out of the building by Tampa Bay, potentially Belichick to, to Philly, although at that point it looked like the Atlanta thing was far enough along. Um, but there was discussion during the season. You know, do we get rid of our guy that we have now to bring in Bill Belichick? Like, I, you know, I'll, I'll give you one I think, interesting situation. The Jets, who have clamored and tried so hard to be relevant, they, it's been so long since they've been relevant in the NFL. You know, there was talk that Salah may not make it to next year, uh, but they decided to keep him. It certainly wasn't his fault that Aaron Rodgers uh, tore his Achilles uh, on play number four of the season. But that team with Aaron Rodgers is set up to win. Uh, Would they think about the Jets making a decision here to move on from Robert Sala and bring in Belichick? Is there anybody else, you know, out there? What about Sean McDermott in Buffalo? Is there a chance now that he doesn't have this gig that somebody will change their mind about their current status quo? I mean, there was a there was a time there where it was like if McDermott doesn't make the playoffs, he's done. You know, he made the change at offensive coordinator, you know, getting rid of Dorsey and going to Joe Brady. It actually, you know, ultimately the results in terms of the team wins improved overall and they got to the postseason. They won a playoff game, lost one at home though, disappointing loss. What about that as a possibility? Um I mean, I'm just thinking about the, the the various teams that are close to winning and per- perhaps winning in a big way. I mean, could we see a, a major, you know, 180 from some of the teams that have decided to keep their, their people now that Belichick's totally available? Well, yeah, Dallas and Philly would be the top two, right? Yeah, but they've pretty much committed at this point, to McCarthy and Sirianni, you may, may, I, you're just talking. I mean, they've already hired. They, they've already hired Vic Fangio to be the defensive coordinator. Ron Rivera didn't get that job, as a reminder. Um, Vic Fangio in Philadelphia, so that's not a spot for 
uh, for Belichick. You're talking now, but what about if if they get eight eight weeks into the season, things aren't going well, Sirianni's out of there. They'd be, hey, Bill, like come here. Yeah, yeah, next year. But I'm talking move. about is it possible that this year somebody decides, well, we thought it was a foregone conclusion with Atlanta. It's not now. You know, uh, that would I mean, be Dallas. How about eye. the Bears? <laughs> you know, how about the Bears early on sticking with Eberflus? And, you know, uh, who, by the way, I actually think did a pretty good job. I mean, that team was horrible early in the year. And it, at one point, didn't it win like five out of six games or something like that yeah, they down were the stretch? Four out of six, whatever it was. I mean, they, they were still alive for the postseason going into the last uh, couple of weeks of the season. But Eberflus, instead of Vrabel or Belichick? I don't think I would, I don't think I would have Belichick attempt to develop a young quarterback. How about Dennis Allen instead of Vrabel or Belichick? He was a name I was about to throw at you. I don't know why that guy's still coaching. As much as I love Todd Bowles after what happened at the end of that game, you know, Belichick or Vrabel versus Todd Bowles? Seriously? Uh, um, maybe this isn't over. I, that's what I'm just suggesting is that maybe it's not over, but it appears to. You know, because these are the openings that are openings now. The, the Kansas City thing, just, I can't imagine Bill Belichick following Andy Reid. It just doesn't seem like that. It seems beneath him, even though the, the opportunity is set up at, to win big right away. Uh, anyway, NFL. Crazy uh, offseason here. Um, teams definitely going away from proven and hoping to get that guy that is the guy for the next 10 to, you know, 10 plus years. And certainly our franchise here appears to be heading in that direction. Uh, Detroit, San Francisco, if Detroit loses, I think a week from now, we've already had the introductory presser of Ben Johnson. That seems like a given. When you see stories breaking about his offensive coordinator, Hank Fraley, already being identified, although it is interesting, right, and I t- I said this to you two days ago, that it was my understanding that Quinn is the, the plan B. You know, I, t- I mentioned that on the show two days ago. Quinn's going to be the first guy that they're bringing in for – technically a third interview. He's already had the virtual. He's already had one in person. And Ian uh, Rappaport reported yesterday that he is going to come in for a second in-person interview. So technically is third overall. Uh, they, I, from what I understand, were very impressed with Dan Quinn. I think Dan Quinn has interviewed very well previously. Um, so I, if for whatever reason Ben Johnson decided, you know what, Seattle's a better opportunity for me, uh, or he didn't like the offer or whatever, and I think you know we have, we're 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 at it like an, an eighty percent probability on Ben Johnson, but I I believe Plan B, as I mentioned two days ago, is Quinn. Uh, and Rappaport uh, reporting yesterday that he's coming in for a third interview. Um, would be, I think, I'm not keeping 
the closest track uh, or audit of all of the virtual versus in-person, but I'm pretty sure Quinn will be the first to ultimately have three interviews with the team. Right, Denton? I'm pretty sure. Uh, Yeah, because the only other one would be Ben Johnson, so yes, that's correct. Exactly. But Ben Johnson has not had the first in-person yet. That'll happen on Monday. Correct, yeah. Quinn's already had one in-person, and a second in-person is scheduled as well. Um, All right. Uh, Lots to get to, but I want to get to a what do you got to finish out this first segment. All right, all right, all right. What do you got? So, 32 years ago today, uh, January 26th, 1992, the 91 Skins faced the 91 Buffalo Bills in Super Bowl 26 in the Metrodome in Minneapolis, Minnesota. This was the last of the glory years. Uh, They did go to the postseason the next year, and they were within a play or two of advancing to the NFC Championship game when they lost a candlestick in the 49ers that year. But 32 years it's been. This is how CBS, Pat Summerall, John Madden, opened up the broadcast January 26th, 1992 in Minneapolis. The Buffalo Bills, again the AFC's best team, make their second straight Super Bowl appearance. Loaded with all sorts of offensive weaponry. The Hogs are the heart and soul of the Washington Redskins, paving the way for football's highest scoring team. It's a dream matchup, the two best teams in football on a day made for dreams. Metrodome in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, the Washington Redskins, the Buffalo Bills, Super Bowl number 26. I'm Pat Summerall here with John Madden, and in spite of all you've heard and read and everything that's been said, these two teams remain to each other at least somewhat of a mystery, and I think that's pretty good, don't you? Uh, I think it's it's very good. I like the purity of it. You know, that all year you could see this match coming, like a collision course. The Buffalo Bills were the best team in the AFC. They had the best record. They were the best all year. The Washington Redskins were the best team in the NFC. The Open to the Super to Super Bowl 26. Just hearing Summerall, nobody did the buildup uh, better than Pat Summerall did. But to hear Madden there at the end say it was a collision course all season long. It was. They were clearly the two best teams in football. It's somewhat similar to what we have seen this year. There seems to be a collision course between the best team in the NFC all season long, San Francisco, and the best team in the AFC, Baltimore, all year long. Of course, they did play in the regular season, and Baltimore crunched San Francisco on the road, 
Christmas night. Um, but Washington dominated Super Bowl 26, 417 total yards to 283. They turned Buffalo uh, over five times in the game. They led in the game uh, 17-0 at halftime, 24-0 in the third quarter, 37 to 10 in the fourth quarter. The final score of 37 to 24 was really not indicative of the dominance of Washington. Little did we know that on that day 32 years ago, that'd be it. That would be the end of quite a run. Uh, four Super Bowl appearances in 10 years, three Lombardi trophies in 10 years. Uh, And really, it was a run that stretched from the beginning of George Allen's days in 1971 here. 71 through 91, uh, that was the run, and we haven't sniffed anything resembling that day 32 years ago since. Uh, I'll leave you going out with this segment, Um, the final countdown of... That particular game, Uh, there was a play that Buffalo ran, and then you'll hear the countdown from 10 and the singing of Hail to the Redskins as Summerall signs off on the broadcast. That should do it. champion. Once again, the final score of Super Bowl 26 is Washington 37, Buffalo 24. Stay tuned for the Super Bowl Today postgame show and the presentation of Vince Lombardi's trophy. You're watching CBS Sports coverage of Super Bowl 26. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Detroit, San Francisco, Sunday afternoon for the NFC Championship and the right to go to the Super Bowl. The Lions have won two playoff games for the first time uh, ever in the era of the merger, and uh, it's been quite a story all season long. And I thought about calling this person uh, a couple of weeks ago, but I was hoping that they would win and I would be able to call them now, and uh, I'm so glad to have Bernie Smilovitz on uh, with me right now, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. I got to tell you, like I, I loved you as a sportscaster in DC. So many people did. I remember when you left. I actually worked for your brother Harvey uh, at Channel Five several years after you'd gone. You've been in Detroit now for thirty-seven years. I'm curious. Do you still have any feelings for the teams here, or is that long gone? Well, first off, thanks for having me on the show. Um, do I still have feelings for the team? You know, after the whole mess with the uh, commander slash Redskins, I think everybody kind of lost their taste for it all. I mean, we did when I worked at Channel 5, we did Redskins preseason games, spent a lot of time in the team, spent a lot of time with Jack Ken Cook. Um, but I think once all of that nonsense was going on with that football team, it wasn't about football. It was all the peripheral stuff. So I, I kind of think I lost it. Plus, when you're somewhere for 37 years, you got to kind of buy into what's going on here. So, Yeah, uh, of course. Bernie was yeah. at Channel 5 as one of the big sportscasters in town from 79 to 1986. This was the era of Glenn Brenner at Channel 9, George Michael at Channel 4, Frank Herzog at Channel 7. You know, after you had left there at one of the Super Bowls, I think it was the San Diego Super Bowl when Washington played Denver, George, Frank, um, Glenn and Buck were all on the set together. Ernie put it together, and Glenn had the line, one grenade, and Harvey Smilovitz becomes the most popular sportscaster in town. 
Well, I, I would expect that from Glenn. Glenn was an usher in my wedding. He, you know, one of the just one of the terrific talents uh, taught me along with Frank this whole business and uh, always always said just enjoy yourself and people will enjoy uh, watching you and I've kind of taken that to heart and haven't stopped. How often do you get back? This is your hometown. You grew up in D.C. How often are you back here, Bernie? Um, let's see. I come back uh, twice maybe three times a year just to hang out and see some of the guys and uh, stuff like that. I went to the university of Maryland, you know, so I, I don't, I, you know, when you, when you have two kids and then you have grandkids uh, and both kids live in New York. So uh, you, you know, your focus isn't on as much going back there. My parents used to be there. They're no longer with us, but uh, you know, I, I don't know. We spend a lot of time here and then in New York uh, a, a tremendous amount of time because that's where the grandkids are. Yeah, I was just curious. I mean, when you were the sportscaster at Channel 5 during those years in, in the yeah. late 70s and in the 80s, it was just a different city than it is today. Um, you left to go to Detroit because Detroit was just a much – it was a bigger market and it was a much better sports town. Probably still is. Well, I – I I left uh, <laughs> I left DC because I came to Detroit. I had to be I was told I had to be on a a uh, network affiliate if I ever wanted to show my chops if I was worth anything. So I thought I would come here for three years and come back to DC and find something there. But as it turned out, it kind of worked out well for me. So I never had to you know ever had to make that choice. There's a line from the Post story announcing you leaving D.C. and going to Detroit. And another Uh uh, Glenn Brenner line from back then, he said, nothing against Channel 5, but the other three stations in town have a more serious news commitment. It's tough for Bernie to cut the umbilical cord, sure, but it's not the end of the world. We're not sending him to East Berlin. Um, And you've been in Detroit ever since, and you've become a legendary sportscaster uh, up there as well. By the way, you know, doing sports talk radio, and I've been doing it now for nearly 20 years, one of the first shows I remember listening to, Beatrice, of course, on MAL, but you and Phil Wood on T.O.P. were doing, you know, weeknights for a few years. It was at least a few years, right? Right, yeah, that's actually... uh... That's kind of where everything sort of kicked itself off. And one day I got a call from the news director at Channel 5. And he said, uh, I listen to you in the afternoon doing news. And I listen to your talk at night. Um, are you, have, have you ever done TV? And I went, oh, yeah, of course I've done TV. Never been in a studio. Yeah, of course. Let's go have a look. at." He says, well, you want to come over for a test? I said, yeah, sure. So we went over and did a test. And Jim Schultz was his name. And he liked it. And it ended up working out for me a little bit. So Channel 5 was your first on-air television gig? That's it, yeah. So so you weren't down in Salisbury or Harrisonburg, Virginia before taking go? That's crazy. It is crazy. It's like I'm the luckiest human being in the world. And then I end up coming here, and it works out even better. So, you know, I don't know what to say except 
you know, thanks. <laughs> well, it's been, you know, it's obviously been a long time, but there are certain of uh, certain people of a certain age, me included, that certainly were big fans of Bernie Smilovitz. And then I had a chance to work for your for your brother. Uh, that was my first gig out of college was at Channel 5 working for Buck. But I had weekends uh, with Harvey and um, please send him my best because he was uh, such a such a good guy. All right. Let's talk Lions. It's been forever. First of all, just tell me what that environment was was like in in the two playoff games over the last two weeks. Well, it was unlike anything you've ever seen in a stadium. The decibel levels were off the charts. Uh, They have a roof on Ford Field, but, you know, I'm guaranteeing you they were looking at the bolts because it was amazing. I mean, it really was amazing. And the other thing about the Lions fans is they really travel well. They opened they a season in, in Kansas City, and there were it was unbelievable how many Lions fans were there. So I'm expecting a big group of Lions fans uh, Sunday evening in Santa Clara. Is the game Sunday considered to be just house money, or is there an expectation that they're going to go in there and win? Well, you know, you know how it works in sports. Uh, they're so happy they got to this point. And right. now they're saying to themselves, well, we got to this point. Why screw it up and just give it up at this point? Let's see if we can't go. So that's kind of the uh, mindset. First of all, they have the most unbelievable head coach in Dan Campbell. Just just beyond belief, this big uh, macho man, 6'5", built like a, you know, and is just unbelievable. And he has like a heart of gold. He's like the most tender, wonderful guy. So, you know, you, you don't have to be a macho man in this, in this sport. You can be a lot of different things in one, and he really is, and the players love him because he's an ex-player. He doesn't lie to them. He sort of uh, tells it like it is, and they appreciate that, and all of his assistants are former players. So when a player goes to another player with a problem, he's, he, he feels much better than going to a, some old guy that's been a, who's 70 years old and is running the offensive line. That's not what's going on here. You've been there for 37 years. Is this yeah. and has it been the number one sports story in town, the Lions? You know, I, I think I've been here 38 years. Okay, 38 <laughs> years. Yeah. I'm not good at math either. I don't feel bad. Is it the number <laughs> one sports story now or since I've been here? Well, I mean, you, you know Washington. It is a Redskins town. It's a it's a yeah. professional football. I mean, basketball is it's a, a great basketball town, as you know. But in terms of uh, fan interest, it's in the football team. It's number one. Are are the Lions? Have they been? Are they still the number one story in town, or is it something else? Well, it depends what's hot. I mean, I remember when the Red Wings won four Stanley Cups, and they were the number one. Uh, you know, story. I remember when the Pistons won three championships and they were the number one story. Uh, The Tigers got to the World Series twice and they were the number one story. I just think who's ever hot. The thing about the Lions is they've been literally dead for 32 years, literally. And when I say that, I'm not laughing. I'm saying they did not have the right people in place to make this work. Way too often, the Ford family, which owns the team, had so much loyalty to whoever was there they never pulled the trigger and got rid of them. So, but here's what happened here. Um, Martha Ford's daughter, her name is Sheila, and she's the one who's been running this franchise since uh, her mother uh, decided to step aside. And Sheila 
interviewed Dan Campbell and fell in love with him. And he was unbelievable because when she picked him, everybody was kind of like, who, what do you, what is that all about? You know? So it was amazing. She made the right choice. And from my vantage point and from here, it might be the first right move the Lions made in decades, decades. I'm, I'm telling you honestly. I mean, you remember what it was like here when George Allen got here and they, they got yeah. to the Super Bowl, when Gibbs got here and they went yeah. to the Super Bowl both times playing the Cowboys in the NFC title game and how the town was on fire. Similar, yeah. right, in Detroit right now. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Detroit, even more because they've suffered so long here that the you know the celebration just continues – minute to minute, hour to hour. It's unbelievable. I mean, they've won two playoff games in a row. They did not win a playoff game since uh, 1992. 91 season, 92, in January of 92. Uh, And then they lost, of course, to the Redskins in the NFC title game. That's the last time they were in that. And I was at that game, and the Redskins just killed them. I mean, they just owned them from start to finish. But um, it's really interesting how people – I think still aren't really sure this is happening. It almost fe- feels like, well, oh my God, maybe maybe we've been, you know, taken over by aliens, and this is just a big trick that they're pulling on us or something. But it's not. <laughs> I mean, they and they're pretty good. I mean, they're a pretty good team. If their defense was better, I think I, I kind of feel like the Lions are in a situation like in '84. The Bears played the 49ers in the NFC title game, and the Bears were just a couple players away from really being good, and they. They lost to the uh, 49ers in 84 and then came back in 85 and did the music and the Super Bowl shuffle and everything and won the Super Bowl. And I kind of feel I'm feeling that's kind of what the Lions are. There are a few uh, players away. And but this is great experience for them. They they're enjoying every second of it. And we'll see what happens Sunday. Yeah, the 49ers shut out the Bears in that 84 championship game, and then the next year it was the 85 Bears. But the Bears were really good defensively in 84. They just didn't have the offense, and it's kind of flipped around with Detroit. We are talking to Bernie Smilovitz. Bernie, really, even though uh, he was on TV for seven years and it was his first gig, I just found out, he really is one of the memorable sportscasters uh, during the memorable sort of age of sportscasters uh, in this town. He was at Channel 5 for seven years. He's been in Detroit now for 38 years. Um, real quickly, because it looks like Washington is going to hire Ben Johnson. At least, you know, the tea leaves are pointing in that direction. Yeah. Um, what do you know about Ben Johnson in, in covering the team? How good of a head coach do you think he can be here in Washington if it turns out that way? Well, my guess is that he's been here a couple of years and has learned from Dan Campbell. So if he just does everything Dan Campbell does, he's going to be great. He's, he's probably more soft-spoken than, than Dan is, and, but he is beloved. Uh, they feel he's a genius here. Uh, I'm sure he'll surround himself with a, a group of coaches very similar to the way Dan Campbell has done it. And I, I think he can flip that franchise. Look, all you really need in the NFL is a really good quarterback and a good offensive line. Then you become competitive. And that's what the Lions did. They got Goff in here. Stafford was great, but they didn't have an offensive line or a running attack. Campbell came in. He built an offensive line. He built a running attack. And the defense has been shaky at times, but it's there. And I think you add a few pieces to it and it'll be something else. So 
I, I kind of feel like uh, the Lions are in a great position, not necessarily for today, but in, in the big picture they are. Did you guys really expect Jared Goff to be what he's been the last couple of years when the Stafford trade happened? It almost seemed in the moment from afar that Brad Holmes was just taking back the Goff contract to make the deal happen. Exactly right, and that's what everybody thought. And nobody thought that uh, Goff was going to be who he was, but that's part of being with Ben Johnson and uh, being with Dan Campbell. And, I mean, Jet. Jared Goff has not turned the ball over in the playoffs. The Lions have not made a turnover in the playoffs. So uh, you can you can point to everything in the past. He just he is terrifically mature though. He has he has grown so much as a quarterback. Uh, they love him here. His you know his focus is just to win, and he's very low key. Doesn't get too high, not too low. I would say no. I don't think anybody thought it was going to be like this, even though he was the number one overall pick and took the Rams to the Super Bowl. But when he played right. poorly in that Super Bowl, I think everybody kind of you know, pulled the trigger on him and said he's never going to be there. They love him. Yeah, there was, the, there was the thought that when Sean McVay, who was you know, the genius yep. of, the, of the moment, uh, wanted to move on from him, that um, it wasn't going to work out from him. He's played great. We're talking to Bernie Smilovitz from Detroit. So what kind of chance do you give them on Sunday night, and how do they do it if they pull it off? Well, the defense has got to play great. They've got to really shut down the Niners' offense, and that Niners' defense is really, really good too. Uh, I heard that Debo Samuel uh, took part in practice on a limited basis yesterday. My guess is he's playing. Uh, he, he said his shoulder, his shoulder is sore. Um, he, he won't feel a thing in his shoulder by the time they kick off on Sunday. They'll, yeah. they'll make sure of that. So uh, I think he's playing. Anytime you have a chance to go to the Super Bowl, I think it's all hands on deck and a play. I think the Lions have a shot. I will say this. I just checked a little while ago. All week long, the line has been Niners by seven, and now it's gone to seven and a half. So I saw that. I guess, I guess there's a little bit of money coming, or there is money coming on the Niners. So you can usually tell. What's going to happen if you just keep an eye on that? Uh, those uh, the sharks are <laughs> very sharp. Yeah, sounds like somebody uh, from 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 my side of the aisle there. Yeah, no, there's sharp money definitely on San Francisco. That's bumped that oh, up yeah. to seven and a half, and that's probably a bit of a reaction to the likelihood that Debo uh, is going to play. I, I mean, I I think you nailed it. Like Detroit's got to stop the run first and foremost, oh, yeah. and put the game on Purdy. Yeah, but, you know, that's easier said than done. And the Lions' defense, not great. I think a lot of people in town were upset that they didn't go after one of those defensive ends that uh, the commanders gave up because if you pair that up with Aiden Hutchinson, it's a whole new defense because you're putting extraordinary pressure on the quarterback. But we'll see where it goes. I think they're pretty happy where they're at. I think they feel they've got a darn good shot. Uh you know, Ben Johnson and those guys, their game plans have always been terrific. So, you know, throw it up and we'll see what happens uh, 6.30 on Sunday. Bernie Smilovitz, who was just for, you know, again, for a, a certain age, uh, very memorable in this town. And now in Detroit, you've lived much more than half of your life uh, in Detroit at this point. Um, uh, congrats on all of the success over the years, wish you the best. And, uh, you know, as an NFL story, it's fun to root for the Lions. Take care. Thanks for doing this, Bernie. Kevin, thanks so much. Thanks for the kind words. And uh, 
Anybody listening that knows me, I, I don't owe you any money. So enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a couple of people uh, reach out to yeah. me to say, just mention the the debt. Uh, no, I, I wish you the best and, and certainly um, want to express uh, my condolences as well for, for your loss. Thanks so much. Appreciate it much, Kevin. Thank you, and have a, have a good weekend. Appreciate it. See you. Yep. Bernie Smilovitz, everybody. Um, that was... That was the age, and then Buck became part of that as well because Buck replaced, actually Joe Fowler replaced uh, Bernie Smilovitz at Channel 5, and then Buck quickly replaced Joe Fowler. To have George Michael, Glenn Brenner, Frank Herzog, Bernie Smilovitz, Steve Buckhantz all uh, as sportscasters on the four stations, um, it was the golden age of that uh, kind of local news television, that was for sure. Um, All right, uh... Take a break. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980. Falcons find their new head coach is not Bill Belichick. It is instead Raheem Morris, which means there are only two openings left on the market, the Seattle Seahawks and, of course, the Washington Commanders. Debo Samuel listed as limited in practice yesterday for the San Francisco 49ers, optimistic that he'll be able to go this weekend. In the NBA, LeBron James becomes the NBA's first ever 20-time All-Star. He and Giannis Antetokounmpo captains for the East and West in this year's All-Star game. Wizards drop their sixth in a row. They lose to the Jazz 123-108. Kyle Kuzma had 26 for the Wizards. I had Kuzma over 21 and a half, so at least somebody won last night for the Wizards. Bagley had 14 off the bench. In NCAA women's basketball, number one South Carolina beats number nine LSU in Death Valley 76 to 70. And that's what's trending. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Maryland drivers, did you know a vehicle is stolen every 49 minutes in the state of Maryland? The key to preventing theft is in your hands. Lock your car, take your key, use an anti-theft device. Learn more about vehicle theft prevention at mdautotheft.org. Enjoyed that with Bernie Smilovitz. Thanks for those of you that tweeted me uh, the same. Yeah, been a long time since uh, I don't think I've had him on the show. There was no reason at various times to have him on the show because the teams there were just so bad um, and the Lions so bad. It's funny, the uh, in watching the Lions the last couple of weeks at Ford Field on national television as a standalone game, all of the people that would be tweeting, is it Thanksgiving? Because that's almost what it felt like. Um, they'll have a massive Thanksgiving Day game next year. By the way, if Baltimore wins the Super Bowl, 
and the Orioles don't prevent them from playing the uh, the initial game of the 2024 season. Remember, when they won the Super Bowl in 2012, the Orioles would not move the start time of their scheduled game, which forced Baltimore to open as the defending champions on the road in Denver uh, against Peyton Manning and the Broncos. Um, but if Baltimore is able, as a, as a defending Super Bowl champion, to open up the 2024 season, you know that one of their home games next year, Washington, and they typically save the bigger matchups, and they play Philadelphia in Baltimore next year as well. Uh, they'll have, you know, they'll have the games against Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Cleveland. But as we saw last year, because there were several options for Kansas City, including a rematch of the Super Bowl with Philadelphia, you could put any team into that spot in a season opener, and it's going to draw a massive rating. I bet you that if Baltimore wins the Super Bowl. Washington is a legitimate candidate, especially with the number two overall pick in the NFL draft playing quarterback. They'll be a legitimate candidate to be the home opener and the first game of the year next year against the right up the street 30 miles, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I wanted to uh, mention one thing about that letter that we – read from and talked about at the end of the show, the Ted Leonsis letter yesterday that he sent out to fans and supporters and customers and athletes and employees and union workforce and sponsors and partners and extended family members. I mean, he wrote this letter to everybody. And Denton and I had read through it real quickly at the end of the show, and I read through it after the show in a little bit more detail. And it's definitely an effort by Ted to say, hey, um, don't blame me. Uh, I'm the owner of teams that, you know, basically are the teams of Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. You know, I'm DMV team owner. Um, And, oh, by the way, I'm not moving the team that far away, even though, you know, from a traffic standpoint, it may seem like a long way away. But there was one thing that he wrote in his very, very long letter Um, which clearly he is trying to explain his side once again without taking questions. But anyway, there's this one paragraph that I wanted to read real quickly. It was was, uh, headlined, Capital One Arena in downtown Washington, D.C. I want to address the situation, Ted writes, around Capital One Arena. We care about downtown Washington, D.C. We are proud of the years of support that we have provided, and that is why we would be open to the opportunity to maintain a presence by continuing to manage Capital One Arena through 2028 and beyond. We intend to continue to support downtown Washington, D.C., and we are confident that in working with the city, Capital One Arena can remain a vibrant part of the fabric of downtown Washington, D.C., for years to come. At the same time, it is clear to us and many of our neighboring businesses and residents in Chinatown that the needs of downtown Washington, D.C. and its businesses and residents are significant and challenging for the city. Just as monumental sports and entertainment was part of the initial renaissance of downtown Washington, D.C., we would like to be a part of the next renaissance. Um, Look, this is the paragraph of his letter that speaks to the crime issues in that area 
of town and why many people that were there are no longer there. A lot of that has to deal with, you know, the work uh, situations um, post-pandemic, um, not as many people going into offices, et cetera, but part of that deals with some of the issues. It's not the exact same area that it was 10 years ago. Um, and I understand this position for Ted. I've, I've spoken before. I personally don't have a lot of an issue going down to Chinatown or Penn Quarter or City Center, do it all the time. Um, but for those that don't go downtown a lot or don't work downtown or don't live in the city, it's different, you know, and it's a different experience and it doesn't matter whether or not it's so bad, um, or the degree of bad that it is, it, his customers feel that it's bad and the city did nothing. This is where, you know, for the mayor and for the city, they a thought Ted was bluffing in the potential move and B ignored the reality that while they didn't really view the area as a high crime ridden area compared to some of the others in town, it was meaningful to the businesses down there and Ted's businesses in particular, and they didn't do anything about it. Ted had to pay for basically much of the security on game nights post pandemic. Now at this, so I, I, I said from the moment that this story broke and they had the, the giddy press conference, which really ignored sort of the uh, undoing of this particular area by their exit, if it, if it indeed happens, I thought that that was a bit off-putting. But at the same time, many of us, if faced with the same situation and then the opportunity Virginia was offering, may have come to the same conclusion. I mean, the deal financially is much better than the deal that they the city came in with at the 11th hour. But the idea, so on one hand, I understand that. I, I He's got businesses to run and his customers were affected by the, in many ways, just the ignoring of the situation that Ted and his teams were in, despite them saying, look, we'll leave if this doesn't improve. But the idea that Capital One Arena can remain a, vib- a vibrant part of the fabric of downtown D.C. for years to come and part of its next renaissance without the two teams that matter, the Caps and the Wizards, is delusional. If they move, it doesn't matter that Cap One Arena's down there. You're not going to get the Caps or the Wizards. You're not going to get the best concerts, okay, no offense to the Mystics or the Go-Go's or whatever the eSports team he has is, they're not going to keep that area vibrant as part of the next renaissance. The Caps and Wizards have to play there. And the best concerts and the best shows have to be there. And that's not going to happen if they move. Denton's News next. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980 and the Team980.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.